This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the Globe, bringing you news, views, and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. It's World Wide Wave time. Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBT community. We love taking around the globe one queer story at a time. I'm Matt, and here we are sitting in the Victorian Pride Centre on the lands of the Boonarong people and the Kula Nation. And I'm joined very pleasantly by Stefan. Oh, oh, oh thank Good you. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. The US state of Florida is home to two politicians who have made a sport out of anti-LGBT rhetoric. Former President Donald Trump and current Governor Ron DeSantis. The latter has signed into laws the Don't Say Gay Bill, banning teaching of sexual orientation or gender identity and expression in schools. But that is just the start, sadly. There are a raft of other bills attacking the LGBTIQ community, past or being proposed. And the people of Florida seemingly approve. Governor DeSantis was elected with a greatly increased majority at the last election. But are the voice are their voices that are speaking against these changes? Equality Florida is the largest civil rights organisation dedicated to securing full equality to Florida's LGBT community. Brandon Wolf from Equality Florida, the press secretary, joins us tonight to discuss what the hell is going on in Florida. Here's a there taste of what's coming up. on medical freedom and bodily autonomy that would do things like ban transgender people from using uh, the bathroom they've been accustomed to using in public buildings um, that would, you know, criminalize doctors for providing health care to transgender young people. There's a lot of, um, let's call it, I don't know, myths. Um, is it outright lies? <laughs> rubbish? Lies. I mean, it, it all just, you know, just, yeah, fake truth. Is that fake, a- <laughs> fake truth going around in America around LGBT rights. What's the weirdest thing you've heard? What's the weirdest thing LGBT people? I like that we make the weather. The weather? Do you know that when there are well, storms cli- and I think climate change is our fault. Yeah, actually. all this kind of thing. It's just um, we're so powerful. There was there was a um, a pastor in New Zealand in um, when they had that. Um, uh, they had a, one of their earthquakes, and uh, yes. that was because of uh, the the human sin of um, you know the LGBT community. So that's pretty yeah. powerful. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, we are powerful. I mm. mean, it's it's all part of the gay agenda, Matt. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> agenda item one: cause earthquake. <laughs> Now, let me take you back to the 1970s, where Anita Bryant became infamous for becoming an outspoken opponent of gay rights in the US, and more specifically in Florida. In 77, she ran the Save Our Children campaign to repeal a local ordinance in Miami-Dade County that prohibited discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Her campaign was successful with a 69% majority vote to repeal the ordinance. However, a success 
united the gay community with a nationwide campaign that resulted in her career ending and bankruptcy. So what does 1970s Anita Bryant have to do with gay rights in 2023, you may ask? Well, enter Ron DeSantis, Florida governor. He has as much anti-LGBT conviction as Bryant, but he also has the power of office to implement his plans. Equality Florida is the lead LGBTIQ organization fighting against discrimination. We asked Brendel was what was behind the travel advisory released by Equality Florida in April advising LGBTIQ people not to travel to Florida. I want to first clarify that our travel advisory is about information uh, and not an official recommendation. Uh, people's lived experiences are going to be different. People's individual situations are going to be different. And so, you know, it's not really our place as an organization to, to blanket tell people whether or not it's safe to come to Florida. But we did want to be honest with people about the current political climate, about the ramifications of policies that are being considered and passed in our state. And we wanted to answer the litany of questions we've been getting, especially from transgender people and the parents of transgender young people, about the safety of being in Florida and the risks associated with travel or relocation to our state at this time. So taking a look at the legislature, knowing that they you know, don't see themselves as a co-equal branch of government, but simply as a rubber stamp for Ron DeSantis, we felt it was time to be honest and upfront about the risks associated with traveling or relocating to our state so that people can make the very best decisions for themselves and their families. Looking at it from, from the outside, from Australia, and looking at all the press activity around this in Florida, I just want to ask really, what the hell is happening? Yeah, I think it's a very natural question and response. Um, a lot of things are happening. You know, number one, there is an intense uh, right-wing backlash to progress that we've made on LGBTQ civil rights in this country. And it's been brewing for some time. Remember that, you know, it was not that long ago that this country was having a debate about whether people should be able to marry the person they love. That was only 2015 that we secured those marriage equality rights. Uh, and so the the organizations that were at that time staunchly opposed to us marrying the people we love are the same organizations and individuals that are fueling the right-wing backlash to LGBTQ people right now. And then you couple that with, you know, the political tempest that Donald Trump has dropped on top of our country, uh, the way in which he's emboldened uh, right-wing extremism, the way in which he's emboldened open bigotry against marginalized communities. You know, he was very nakedly racist, xenophobic, transphobic, uh, all of the sort of, you know, uh, um, tenets of right-wing extremism, Christian nationalism, white supremacy. He He brought all of those to the surface of our politics. And now you have a raft of right-wing politicians who are using that to you know, generate headlines, to publish fundraising content, to help run for uh, offices that are higher than the ones they hold today, and it's the marriage of these really you know long-standing right-wing organizations with these political mercenaries who want to be the heir apparent to the Donald Trump wing of the Republican Party. That marriage is what has brought us what's happening in Florida. Can you take us through some of these bills and what would the effect be on the on the LGBTQA plus community? Yeah, so our our battle with anti-LGBTQ law really started in 2021. Until 2021, Equality Florida was successful in stopping every piece of explicitly anti-LGBTQ legislation that was introduced in Tallahassee. 
And then 2021, we saw the ban on transgender kids participating in sports, make it over the finish line and to the governor's desk. And then in 2022, we saw the don't say gay law filed and passed and sent to the governor's desk. And now this year, we have six anti-LGBTQ bills that have passed and are being sent to the governor's desk. And I really think about them in three different buckets. There is assaults on academic freedom. There's assaults on medical freedom and bodily autonomy. And then there are assaults on arts and entertainment. So of the bills that have been passed, there are a number in the education space that would do things like expand book banning, uh, revoke a parent's rights to ensure that their students' pronouns are respected in schools that would expand the prohibition on discussing LGBTQ people all the way from pre-K through eighth grade. There are assaults on medical freedom and bodily autonomy that would do things like ban transgender people from using uh, the bathroom they've been accustomed to using in public buildings um, that would, you know, criminalize doctors for providing health care to transgender young people, would also restrict access to that health care for transgender adults. And then, of course, we've seen the attacks on arts and entertainment, namely bills that try to ban drag uh, and, and drag performances in Florida. We saw a bill get over the finish line that uses vague threats of fines and misdemeanor charges to try to uh, suppress drag, drag performances and drag at pride festivals across the state. That's Brandon Wolf from Equality Florida, the press secretary with us on Joy 94.9. I found it interesting and not surprising, but interesting, the backlash from marriage equality. Because the same thing happened here. Mm. There was marriage equality was seen as a, a, you know, a wall that was knocked down. And there seems to be this revenge that is needed to, we need to do something uh, because we lost that battle. We've got to win another battle. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it seemed, well, yeah, uh, it seemed disproportionate, but uh, you're right. It's that we lost a battle. I think what's, and the same thing happened here. Promises mm. were made to, uh, you know, conservative groups and churches and things like that about the religious discrimination mm. bill as a yeah. sort of a quid pro quo, even yes. up the slate type thing. Which, I mean, didn't go through here, which no. is good. No. But yeah, it's, it's, it's worrying. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it is worrying. And it's just what's worrying is like this three pronged approach, really, these three different areas where they, repressing people you know yeah academic freedom art and entertainment and health so really a wide across the board and what they're doing as you mentioned there they, they're using this for fundraising they're using mm. this to generate money to create a bigger fight so it's all yeah. quite outland outlandish stuff Uh, Lots more coming up on this issue in America and in particular Florida. In fact, coming up, we're going to discuss how much community support there is for these laws from everyday Americans. This is World Wide Wave. Where our diverse communities can come together. Joy. This is Samuel from Kenya on World Wide Wave. Uh, We put the call out. What are the outlandish things that the LGBT community has been uh, blamed for over the years? It always comes up after a disaster. Some... Strange, misguided oh. uh, individual will, you know, pop up and say it's because of the gays. Um, <laughs> Jamie, thank you. Jamie, earthquakes, floods, we are so powerful. I agree, oh, Jamie. Yeah, I, yeah, I, Jamie from Rabbit. Um, it's, uh, it's almost inspiring to think the, the godlike abilities we have to influence the world's weather. Um, in fact, I think, I think the Bureau of Meteorology should just only hire gay people. 
LGBT well, people. It's another that's it. Do. Yeah, anyway. we just do the wedding. I mean, yeah, um, we've also. I was looking. <laughs> I, I, I dared go to Google on this one, but we've been blamed for the fall of the Roman Empire by an Italian academic. Mm. And, of course, the financial crisis, that was our fault as well. And then a mouse infection in a Tesco supermarket. <laughs> now, I, I can see something behind <laughs> the fall of the Roman Empire. Right. Just, you know, maybe. But the mouse infection you're not quite yeah, sold no, on? Hmm. I no. In a democracy, parliaments are meant to be about the will of the people and the politicians within them are meant to serve the people. But with more than 10 anti-LGBT bills passed and proposed in the US state of Florida alone, from pronoun use to sex education and bathrooms for trans people, are these really the kitchen table topics of everyday Americans? We asked Brandon Wolf from Equality Florida about the societal attitudes to LGBT people in Florida. From an external perspective, you know, we see Florida as a as a you know state where people go and ho- holidays with all these parks, um, and you know, there's places like Key West, Miami. So you think that there is support for LGBTIQ plus people. So what does the society attitude reflect these bills, and or and have you seen it change across over the years? Well, I think you're right. The vast majority of people, not just in Florida, but in the United States, support the LGBTQ community. That is part of why we're seeing such an intense backlash. Opponents to equality are made very uncomfortable by the fact that most of the country doesn't care that a transgender person partnered with Bud Light uh, to you know, see their face on a can. Most of the country doesn't care that there's a gay couple on you know, a new Disney movie that's being created or whatever the latest right-wing hysteria is most of the country doesn't care because they support LGBTQ civil rights. That is the nexus of the backlash we're seeing. And the same is true in the state of Florida, um, that despite the, the you know, perceived popularity of Ron DeSantis and certainly his, his right-wing cronies in the legislature, the policies they're passing are not actually very popular. People in Florida don't support banning of books because they have same-sex characters in them. People in Florida don't support government intervening in people's personal uh, medical decisions. The question is, can we get that information to voters about who's you know, taking those actions in Tallahassee? Can we warn the rest of the country that that is Ron DeSantis's agenda, that that has become his MO? Um, and ultimately, can we motivate people uh, to take a stand at the ballot box? Can we motivate them to hold these lawmakers accountable um, you know, for the the anti-freedom, anti-democracy, anti-LGBTQ positions they've taken. So how do you see the, the next election playing out? Well, we'll see. If I knew how it played, <laughs> if, if I knew how it was going to turn out, I'd probably be a very rich man. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the next election will go, but I can tell you that what we've seen over the last few years is a nationwide repudiation of Donald Trump and Trump-like policies, Right. Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2016, and since that moment, he's done nothing but lose. He lost the House, he lost the Senate, he lost the White House, and his policies, the extremist politics he unearthed, have been on a losing streak around the country. We saw you know, Kansas, for instance, take action to protect abortion rights. We've seen Michigan flip the state house uh, into Democratic control, and now they've passed uh, a whole bunch of civil rights legislation. So time and time again, when the the politics of Donald Trump, when the extreme right-wing politics comes to a vote, the American people reject it. I anticipate 
that in 2024, we will see the same thing happen again. People do not want the government telling them what they can do with their bodies, how they can identify, what names and pronouns their children should use. They want government out of their lives. And right now, the right wing in this country wants exactly the opposite. They want government telling you who to be, what to read, who to love. Uh, and people are just not down with that. I think we'll see that in 2024. So what you're describing, there's such a you know disconnect between what the politician wants and pushing this right-wing agenda and what society wants. So what do you think is behind, I mean, where do they take their, I mean, I want to say values, but it's probably, you know, where do they take their fuel from to, if it's such a disconnect with society? People like Ron DeSantis, political mercenaries, if you will, who, by the way, don't hold really any convictions or values. Ron DeSantis doesn't care about LGBTQ people. He doesn't care about immigrants. He doesn't care what happens next after a six-week abortion ban. For him, it's about getting to a destination. And the anti-LGBTQ extremist train is the one he's hitched a ride with to try to get to the Oval Office. People like Ron DeSantis are motivated by three things, wealth, power, and fame. They want access to all three of those things, and every action they take is about getting access to more wealth, more power, and more fame. To this point, Ron DeSantis and people like him have seen the right-wing extremist machine as their access to wealth, power, and fame. They want to send another fundraising email to the hysterical right-wing base. They want to generate headlines to be on Fox News doing town halls every night, and they want to climb to the next rung of power. They want to be elected to the next highest office. In DeSantis's case, they really want to be president of the United States. That is what's motivating their actions. It is self-interest. It is uh, self-dealing. It is all about getting to their next political destination. And they've been promised by this right-wing machine that has long opposed civil liberties for people that don't look like them or pray like them, they've been promised that they will get access to wealth, power, and fame if all they do is toe the line. Speaking from Orlando, that's Brandon Wolf from Equality Florida with us on Joy 94.9. Uh, the Trump effect, there's yep. no denying. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, uh, he, I think he mentioned there that he's emboldened bigotry. I'd go a step further and say he's made it entertainment. He's well, made it okay to have a laugh and to yeah. say silly things and well, no yeah, consequence. I, would, I remember, yeah, I remember his, uh, his uh, comments about the, having trans people in the military saying they will distract uh, the military people from um, winning. So, you know, just... It's the uniforms, though. <laughs> um, but I... Look, Brandon's saying that he's been repudiated nationwide. And look, I guess there is um, an electoral... Uh, you know, results there mm. at the, the presidential elections. But, geez, number one, it was close. Mm. And number two, when you take somebody like Ron DeSantis, who's uh, of a very similar ilk, perhaps not quite as extreme, he still got he got a huge swing to him in the last election. Yeah, so yeah. There, there's, there must be a, a certain section that is I, up for this. I think there are pockets of... of- society in, uh, that are supporting this. I mean, we've seen that. And uh, you know, there are the people that say that uh, gay people cause disasters and all this thing. And they are, I mean, I'm tired with this broad brush, but probably the same people that support gun laws. And, you know, so there is, it attracts, it's attractive to a segment of the population. Mm. I mean, we can't deny that because otherwise they wouldn't be successful. And and the, the American system, the primary process, you need... Um, people who are your your supporters your base to give you the money yep. and to give you the support to win the primary 
in order just to run <laughs> in an election. So you kind of need the extreme people first to get, you know, give you the leg up. Fascinating. I'm glad we've got a different parliamentary system here. But coming up on Joy 94.9, um, we'll find out the special interest groups that are behind the scenes and their motives. This is World Wide Wave. Turn us on and we'll turn it out. Joy. Hi, this is Robert Beachy. I'm the author of Gabriel Lin, speaking from South Korea on the World Wide Wave. You're on the show that takes you around the globe, one queer story at a time, World Wide Wave. Special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcast automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or go to iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. And we love reviews, so don't forget to leave one. And while I think of it too, Radiothon, it is over and the prize winners have won the prizes, but you can always take out a membership and you can always make a donation. Tax time's coming. Mm -hmm. Working a donation, joy.org.au. We'd love to have you a part of our fabulous rainbow community. Yes. The world's longest running radio show dedicated to international LGBTIQ news and current affairs. This is World Wide Wave from Australia's rainbow radio station, Joy 94.9. Globally, there are many examples of politicians attacking minority groups for political gain. And we are used to hearing about that in developing countries, dictatorships. However, in the USA, it is just as much of a battleground as in Uganda or Russia. The current campaign against LGBTIQ rights in America is well-funded and resourced, and it is a well-funded and well-resourced army. Equality Florida is, is on the front line opposing these attacks on the rainbow community. Brendan Wolf, their very busy press sec- secretary, and we asked Brendan to tell us more about who was behind these anti-LGBT campaigns. And, and where does he get this funding? Because obviously you need a lot of money. So what kind of organizations support this agenda? There are a lot of organizations, unfortunately, that are supporting the agenda. You've got, you know, big think tanks like the Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, the Heritage Foundation, the Moms for Liberty group. These are all big right-wing extremist organizations that are well-funded. Uh, you also have powerful billionaires who want to protect the status quo because that's how they continue to, you know, rake in the cash while everybody else struggles to put food on the table. And of course, because of Supreme Court, uh, the Supreme Court decision around Citizens United, you have corporations and uh, really big lobbying interests pouring money into our uh, our politics on every level. Right? Anybody can form a super PAC. People can pour money into that almost, you know, in unlimited amounts. And that's where you get someone like Ron DeSantis, who's able to amass $250 million to run for re-election in, uh, in 2022 um, and, you know, face no accountability from actual voters because his money is coming from well-funded right-wing organizations, corporations, uh, and billionaires. Brendan, could you tell us what Equal- Equality of Florida does to against these bills? Yeah. Well, Equality Florida has been around since 1997. Uh, We're in our 26th year of existence. And our fight has always been grounded in a belief that Florida should be equal for all people and open to all people. And so that's the work we do every single day. Uh, We have a full-time team in the state capitol who go to work every single day trying to push back against uh, these measures. We help to you know, write amendments. We help to uh, craft uh, questioning uh, processes around the bills. We bring people to the state capitol to share their public testimony. We saw 
hundreds of people come from around the state for eight straight weeks during legislative session. Um, it's worth saying out loud that Florida's state legislature only works for 60 days a year making bills into law. Uh, and so our job for 60 straight days was to bring people to the Capitol to have their voices heard. And ultimately, we were successful in some ways. Obviously, the bills that, that passed were are, are terrible and they're going to have catastrophic consequences. But I have to shout out the community because their ability to mobilize and continue to show up in Tallahassee really did cut out some of the most extreme parts of these pieces of legislation. So that's the work we do every day in the Capitol. And then, you know, our work extends beyond that to educate the public, to continue to move the needle on LGBTQ progress in schools, in the healthcare setting, uh, in government. We show up to local meetings, school board meetings. We're also there to try to push back against these things. Um, and ultimately, when it comes time for the election cycle, uh, we call election season accountability season for us because we want to make sure that everybody knows where their lawmaker was standing when it came time to support the LGBTQ community so they can make the right decision on their ballot. Thank you. And um, just going back on this bill, so what do you see the bill that's going to most negative impact on, on the community? You know, it's it's hard for me to narrow down which is the worst because they're all so bad. But, um, you know, I, I, I think I zero in on the healthcare and bodily autonomy space because it's about so much of our personal safety and well-being. Um, you know, the bill to cut off access to healthcare for transgender young people and to restrict access to that care uh, for adults is egregious. People are going to be hurt by it. We had a staff member today on our staff call asking questions because they get their, you know, prescriptions from a nurse practitioner and this bill will outlaw uh, using a nurse practitioner to get access to those prescriptions. So we have people on our own staff who are asking, how am I going to get the prescriptions that I rely on every single day? Um, and then, of course, the bathroom bill is is appalling. Uh, and, and it's most appalling because you have to ask, how do you enforce a ban on people being in a particular bathroom? Does that mean we all have to carry our birth certificates around to prove that we're in the right bathroom? Are we going to have you know, vigilantes, thanks to the permitless carry of firearms who are holding a gun they've never used before, peeking over the stall to check people's genitals and make sure they're in the right bathroom. What happens when a cisgender woman who doesn't, you know, seem feminine enough to be in a bathroom is confronted by someone by the hand dryer and put in handcuffs until she can prove she's in the right space? Uh, that is what bills like the bathroom bill are going to impose on spaces across the state of Florida. So. Again, when I think about some of the most egregious impacts of policy, I think they're the ones that invade people's medical freedom and bodily autonomy, because that is so much at the core of who we are and our personal safety. And um, you know, if we're not in Florida, if we're not in the state, what can we do to, to show support to, to the community there? Well, the first thing I would say is you can uh, you can raise the alarm, right? Ron DeSantis really wants to be president of the United States. And that means that he's going to have to run with whatever baggage we make him carry. If he wants to be the, you know, de facto leader of the anti-LGBTQ movement in this country, a la Anita Bryant of the 1970s, then we have to make him carry that. We have to make sure that everyone in this country and around the globe knows the threat he poses uh, to LGBTQ people, to immigrants and others. The second thing you can do is to invest in people on the ground to, you know, consider 
buying a gift card from a local LGBTQ owned business and donating it to the center, uh, the LGBTQ center in town. You can think about investing in groups like Equality Florida, ours that are, you know, mobilizing people on the ground. You can go to eqfl.org if you're interested in learning more about our work. And the last thing is, I think, maybe the easiest and perhaps the hardest at the same time, which is to be more visible and unapologetic than ever. I live in Orlando, which is the site of the Pulse nightclub shooting where 49 mostly LGBTQ people were murdered. That tragedy was intended to scare us. It was intended to terrorize us back into the closet to make us question whether or not it's safe to be out as ourselves. And our community decided, yes, it is safe. In fact, it's necessary for us to be out and proud and louder than ever. And we splashed rainbows across the city that remain to this day. We need people across the world to do the same in this moment, to raise your pride flag higher than ever, to put one in your living room window if you've never done it before, to be more unapologetically an ally if that's how you identify. We need people in this moment to be visible, to be proud, to be loud, and to say unequivocally that we cannot and will not be erased. Benjamin Wolf, Press Secretary, Equality Florida, thank you very much for talking to us at World Wide Wave. Thank you. Appreciate it. And um, really interesting stuff there in terms of the medical side of things there, Stefan. Um, the right to refuse treatment, I find that downright mm. scary. And when we go back to what Brendan, uh, Brendan was saying cool. around, uh, Brandon, sorry, uh, around the people don't support these sorts of things, that's the kind of thing that I can see people going, oh, hang on, that's not right. The, the conscious-based objection, though, you object to treating somebody. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's, there, there are debates in, in the medical profession about that, you know, about whether you can give uh, abortion services to people if you are of certain faith, this kind of thing. So, I Fairly consistently, know. the laws and things have come down on, well, no, that's, that's your job. So far, anyway. Yeah. And look, the other thing, I just saw an, another article today. A Florida teacher is being investigated for showing a Disney movie in class uh, because the main character is gay. Uh, the movie, it's an animated movie called Strange World, um, and uh, she's being investigated by the state for so-called indoctrination. Yeah, no, th there is also a, a crusade around Disney in uh, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that fits fits in with that indoctrination. I mean, I mean, I didn't know there was a a Disney movie with a gay main character. So I'm quite interested. Strange I'm going to world. look at that. Yeah, and but yeah, it, it just feels it just feels completely. And to, you know, it's not in the right century. No, it's just that's, and that's why I wanted to to talk to somebody there to to, to find out, you to know, go, what's why? behind. Yeah, well, what the <laughs> hell is going on? What's what is it? Why is this happening? I'm sure it's something that we'll we'll be talking about in years to come as well. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au. Or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform to World Wide Wave. Hey there, beautiful people. My name is Ian Field-Stewart. I use they, them, she, her pronouns. I'm the founder of The Okra Project, and I'm speaking to you on the World Wide Wave Australia Joy 949. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you to our guests tonight. Brandon Wolf, the Press Secretary for Equality Florida. You can find out about their good work at eqfl.org. 
And thanks for the messages on Facebook. Jennifer, Richard, Phoebe and a hip more who have joined or interacted with us on Facebook this past week. That's W3Joy uh, Facebook. Um, SMS from uh, Jamie and Morabin. And uh, Peter, our social media master, and uh, Dean, uh, sorry, Dean on social media, Peter, our podcaster, thanks for your good work. Catch you next week on Worldwide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from Worldwide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe, one country at a time. Worldwide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwidewave or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.